Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. My soul is thirsty, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My soul thirsts this morning once again to know you, covenant-keeping God. Thank you, Lord, this morning for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, because as I come into another day, I know that you are faithful. I can trust and be confident that, Lord, you are faithful to your word. You are faithful to a fault. You are a covenant-keeping God. Yahweh, I worship you this morning. I worship you, Jehovah, my King and my God. I worship you, O God. Be exalted, O Lord, forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, this morning, Father, I say thank you. I thank you, Lord, for every blessing in my life. Lord, for the big things, for the little things. This morning, I say thank you. Thank you for the gift, O God, of knowing you, of coming into your presence, of being able to worship you, being able to pray to you. Lord, I say thank you this morning. Thank you for the gift of a family. Thank you for the gift of a wife, of children. Lord, I say be exalted. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of friendship, Lord, of family members. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of a job. Thank you, Lord, for everything that each one, Lord, is thanking you for this morning. Be exalted, Lord, forevermore. Lord, we have come again into your presence. We have come to fellowship with you. We have come to learn in your presence. Lord, we ask this morning that you will speak to us. Once again, help us to hear you as we read through the Bible. Father, thank you, Lord, because we know that each one will be blessed. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone joining into our podcast. Uh, I am Murphy Ayenike sharing devotion with you. Uh, okay, we continue our reading of the book of First King, and just like that, in another two more two days, we should finish First King. And before you know it, I'm telling you, we are through with the Old Testament. Alright, so we continue to read our story. Today we'll take two more chapters. Chapter 17 and 18. Chapter 17 will introduce Elijah. Yes, but before that, remember that we stopped chapter 16. Uh, reading the story of how Ahab, okay, Ahab showed up on the scene. And I did mention that, you know, <laughs> after Jeroboam, he was the uh, the most terrible king. Okay, after after Jeroboam, he was he was just beyond wicked. Uh, together with his wife Jezebel, you know, um, no, it was it was really terrible for Israel. And I don't know whether you have noticed, you know, but it seems the more terrible kings were on the side of Israel. Remember, the nation is now splitted into two, right? So you have Judah and you have, you had, you know, you have Israel. 
and it seems the more terrible kings were more on Israel's side. The prophets who con- you know, confronted the king, oftentimes confronted the kings on Israel's side. So yes, so when Elijah will show up on the scene and we go and confront Ahab, yes, he's con- confronting the king of Israel. So we see that in first Kings 17 we'll see we'll see this the lessons to learn there how um elijah lives through a time of famine lessons to learn there and then in chapter 18 we read that story i'm sure you know very well elijah confronts the prophet of baal on on the mountain all right so we see what to learn from there please get your bibles let's read together first king chapter 17 it says now elijah was from tishbe in gilead um now elijah who was from tishbe in gilead told king ahab as surely as the lord the god of israel lives the god i serve there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Wow! <laughs> this for me is what we call the gift of faith. You know, when somebody declares something like this, says that, uh-uh, I am saying that there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word, that is faith. But remember that faith is founded in God. Okay, it's not because Elijah had some powers anywhere that he could control anything. He said, "As surely as the Lord." Let's read that verse again. He says, "As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve." Okay, so it was based on that that Elijah is making this declaration. So remember that he is confronting the king. Oh, yes, it's not just confronting a man, he's confronting a king. Verse 2 says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by the by Kerit uh, Brook. Yes, and hide by Kerit Brook, near, uh, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the raven brings you. For I have, I have commanded them to bring you food. Okay, so again, amazing miracles. God tells this prophet to go and hide. Yes, did you hear that? God tells the prophet to go and hide. God can tell you to go and hide. God can even tell you to go down. So I I see believers today, you know, for example, they want to go downstairs. They will tell you that they are not going downstairs because uh, they don't want to declare that they are going down. Or <laughs> they are sick, for example, and you ask them, what's happening with you? They say, I am fine. If you are fine, then you don't need any, <laughs> you don't need any healing, right? So yes, and we need to understand how faith works, okay? So God tells this prophet, go and hide okay because there's a time to hide okay and especially if god is the one who says to go and hide you're not doing anything wrong and because you are hiding does not mean you don't have faith in god or you, you don't trust god to be able to protect you that's one 
Number two, we see that God says that ravens will feed him there. Yes, if you've watched documentaries on ravens before, you know that raven don't even the bed, the raven bed does not even feed its own young. Okay, it does not feed its own young. It fends for itself. It's a very greedy bed. So for this bed to bring, to bring Elijah food, that has to be God. And I'm telling you, the lesson I take from there is that look. God can use the raven to feed you. God can use the raven to bless you. God can use the most stingiest person in this world. The person you think eh, cannot give to anyone. God can use that person to bless you. Yes, he is God. God says, later, later you'll see a scripture that says, I call for a man you know, in the east, you know, to come and to bless you. Yes. God can do that. God can call people from to bless you from any nation of the world if he is the one sending you. And because he is the one that is sending Elijah to do this, he says, look, I will call the ravens to come and feed you there. He says, so Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kerith Brook, east of the Jordan. The raven brought him bread and meat each morning an evening and he drank from the brook but after a while the brook dried up for there was no rain rainfall anywhere in the land huh. the brook dried up god said go to the brook you will get your food you will get your meat and of course you'll be able to drink the water but the water dried up so can god send you to a place and um something negative will happen there Sure, you have seen it right now here with Elijah. God can tell you to go to a place and the brook dries up. And it should be very, very simple, right? You know, but um, the way we just treat faith currently does shows a lack of understanding in the person of God. Faith has to be rested on what God has said or God is saying to you, okay? So, if the book has dried up, the book has dried up. The average Christian will stay by the brook and be prophesying. Oh, you broke in the name of Jesus. God said, I should come here. You cannot have dried up. Oh, yeah, in the name of Jesus, begin to flow. Begin to flow. Keep quiet. The book has dried up. It's time to, it's time to move on. Yes. So <laughs> let's continue the story. It says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed the widow there to feed you. Hmm. So God tells him to leave the brook. You know, but for the average priest person, you would think that, No, God told me to come and stay here. Why should I leave? So, like I said, when we read the story of the young prophet and the old prophet, I said God can change his mind. Yes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But God, yes, does change his mind. God can say today, go up. God can say tomorrow, go down. God can say today, go to the brook. And tomorrow says, go to Zarephath. Faith is following what God has said. Hmm. You see that revelation, okay? Uh, power comes in following what God has said. Okay, so please don't hang on and don't be like those Christians who say, Thus says the Lord. What is God saying? 
what is God saying? Hold on to what God has said. And I'm telling you, you will see the power of God move for you. So God said, it is time to leave here. Okay. Yes, I gave you revelation to bring you here to the brook. But I'm giving you a new revelation. The mistake of the, of the young prophet was that he took the words of an angel over the word of God. So God could have actually have told him when he finished the command God gave him that go back to the house of the old prophet and then that would have been fine but now he took the word of a man took the fact that the person said he had an angel over the word of god so because god was the one telling elijah now move to zarephath then of course it is fine so hold on to the to the leading of the word of god hold on to the word of god everything and i'm telling you you will never miss miss it he said i have instructed a widow there to feed you so he went to zarephath verse 10 as he arrived at the gates of the village he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her would you please bring me a little a little water in a cup as she was going to get it he called to her bring me a bite of bread too hmm. uh, but she said i swear by the lord your god that i don't have a single piece of bread in the house and i have only a handful of flour flour left in 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 the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of of the jug i was just gathering a few sticks uh, to cook this last meal and then my son and i uh, will die but Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then uh, use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For uh, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says There will always be flour and olive oil left in your container until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again so i'm telling you uh, this will be for three years plus that there will always be flour in that in that jar there will always be oil there wonderful miracle but i see the way the miracle happened for her okay when she um takes care of the man of god first takes care of what god is saying first not necessarily the man of god the prophet tells her, go and do what I asked you to do. And you will see that um, what you are trusting God for will then happen. Big lessons, big lesson for me. God said, look, by, you will see that the jar will never fail. The oil will never fail. The flour will never fail. Verse 15, let's go. He says, so she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days says there was all, always enough flour and olive oil left in the container just as the lord had promised through elijah says some time later the woman's son became sick he grew worse and worse and finally he died then she said to elijah oh man of god what have you done to me have you come here to point out my sins and kill and kill my son hmm but Elijah replied, Give me your son. And he took the child's the child's body from her arms, carried her up the stairs, carried him up the stairs to the room where he was staying, and laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord, 
Oh Lord, my God, why have you brought tragedy to this widow who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die? So, yes, Elijah is not necessarily saying, God, why did you kill this boy? God, Elijah is simply saying, Lord, why did you allow this to happen? Why I am here, okay, representing you here okay so please note that it's not accusing god of being the one who has killed the boy verse 21 says and he stretched himself out over the child three times and cried out to the lord oh lord my god please let this child's life return to him the lord had elijah's prayer and the life of the child returned and he revived then elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother look he said your son is alive so i have had people say pastor do you mean this is what um the man of god has to do to raise the dead (laughs) i don't know sincerely i don't know but you do what god says to do for those that jesus raised from the dead there was one they were just walking by he saw the coffin going and he told them to stop and he just heard the boy's uh, the boy's hand and said, rise up. And the boy got up. Once, you know, people were crying. He said the child was not dead, you know, and then he chased everybody out and goes into the room. I'm sure again, just holds the girl's hand, you know, rise up. And the girl rises up. Okay. Um, you know, the one that happened at the tomb of Lazarus where everybody was there. He said, open the tomb and they opened the rolled away the stone. And then he called Lazarus come forth. Okay. So my, my own word is you pay attention to what God says to do. That's what's simple. Okay. So if God says, hold the body, carry the body, that's what you do. If God says, lay your hands on the body, uh, just do what God says to do. Okay, but Elijah was able to present the boy back to his mother. He says, look, he said, your son is alive. Verse 24, then the woman told Elijah, now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord truly speaks through you. Awesome. Very, 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 very beautiful. I don't know about you. You know, this woman will be referred back to, okay, Jesus will refer back to this woman when he will be chiding the people for their lack of faith. And how God sent Elijah to this woman, you know, left every other person, okay, left every other uh, person in Israel, but sent Elijah to this woman and she was able to trust God. You know, and okay, um, and God blessed her. So I learned something from our story. Okay, God necessarily is just is not looking for those who are so super in faith or anything. He's just looking for people who will who will confidently be able to open up to Him and trust Him. Okay, and I'm telling you, that's what you need, you know, to improve your relationship and work with God. Let's take chapter 18. It says later, later on, in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. In other words, Elijah said that there was no rain because God told him to say that there was no rain. Okay, 
So it's not that you will just stand somewhere and you will just declare, thus says the Lord. Yes, there are so many prophets in our time who will say a thing and it will not come to pass. <clears throat> if it was doing Bible's time, the Bible says when you do that, you are a false prophet. <laughs> he says, I'll go and tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. So Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Obadiah was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once, when Jezebel had tried to kill all the lost prophets, Obadiah had eaten 100 of them in two caves. He put 50 prophets in each cave and supplied them with food and water. Ahab said to Obadiah, We must check every spring and valley in the land to see if we can find enough grass to save at least some of the horses and mule. I don't know. People cannot have food to eat. Obviously, the king will have food to eat. And because he has food to eat, he thinks the food to look for (laughs) is to have food enough to be given to his own horses and mule. Can you imagine how wicked this man is? Goes on, verses. So they divided the land between them. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. 7. As Obadiah was walking along, he suddenly saw Elijah coming towards him. Obadiah recognized him at once and bowed low to the ground before him. Hmm. Is it really you, my lord Elijah? He asked. Yes, it is, Elijah replied. Now go and tell your master Elijah is here. (laughs) Oh, sir, Obadiah protested. What am I I done to you that you are sending me to my death at the hands of Ahab? For I swear by the Lord your God that the king has searched every nation and kingdom on earth for, for, from end to end to find you. And each time he was told Elijah isn't here, King Ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of his, of his claim. And now you say, go and tell your master Elijah is here. So yes, they've been going to look for Elijah everywhere, from one nation to another. And he was right there, okay, at the brute Kerith. And, and then at Zarephath, he was right there, yes, under their nose, but they couldn't find him. Yes, if God is the one keeping you, uh, no one can take you. No one can take you out. Mm? Mm. Yes, God is able to protect you. He just says, how ah, can you tell me to go and tell my master Elijah is here? Verse 12, but as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to, to who knows where. When Ahab comes and cannot find you, he will kill me. Yet I have been a true servant of the Lord all my life. Has no one told you, my Lord, about the time when Jezebel was trying to kill the lost prophets? I eat 100 of them in two caves and supplied them with food and water. And now you say, go and tell your master Elijah is here. Sir, if I do that, Ahab will certainly kill me. But Elijah said, I swear by the Lord Almighty in whose presence I stand that I will present myself to Ahab this very day. So Badiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come and Ahab went out to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, So, is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel? Don't mind me, I almost went back to the KJV. says, you troublemaker of Israel. I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You 
and your family are the troublemakers, for you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have worshipped the images of Baal instead. Now summon all all Israel to join me at Mount Camel, along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, who are supported by Jezebel. Hmm. So Ahab summoned all the people of Israel and the prophets to and the prophets to Mount Camel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How much longer will you waver or blame between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. Yes, the people were completely silent because they know Jezebel. Yes, she would take her, take you out if you try it. Verse 22 says, Then Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. Yes, big mistake on Elijah's side. But anyway, but right there, he says, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Now bring two bowls. The prophet of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces and lay it on the wood of their altar. But without setting fire to it, I will prepare the other bowl and lay it on the wood. Lay it on the wood on the altar, but not set fire to it. Then call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God. And all the people agreed, yes. So he said, we will do a demonstration. And when the God that answer, let him be God. So obviously, I can guarantee you that Baal up to this point have been answering them. But now that God is involved, of course, <laughs> Baal will keep quiet. Verse 25 says, Then Elijah said to the prophet of Baal, You go first, for there are many of you. Choose one of the bulls and prepare it and call on the name of your God, but do not set fire uh, to the wood. So they prepared one of the bulls and placed it on the altar. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noontime, shouting, O Baal, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced, hobbling around the altar they had made. <laughs> About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You will have to shout louder. <laughs> Obviously, Elijah knew that uh, he is not going to answer this time. Oh, hmm. Because the king of kings is here. Eh? The god of gods is right here. Uh, he's not going to answer. He says, you will have to shout louder. He scoffed. For surely he is a god. Perhaps he is daydreaming. Or he is relieving himself. Or maybe he is away on a, on a trip. Or he is asleep and needs to, be, needs to be waking. So they shouted louder. And following their normal custom, they cut themselves with knives and sword until the blood gushed out. They raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice, but still there was no answer, no reply, no response. Can you imagine? Yes, no reply, no response. For you that you are looking you know, to, for a God that has to show himself through the spectacular, no reply, no response. Please stay with God. 
yes and listen to him every time verse 30 says then elijah called to the people come over here they all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the lord that had been torn down it took so yes he had to repair the altar because yes nobody was worshiping god anymore in israel he repaired the altar that had been torn down 31 it took 12 stones representing yes the tribes of israel one to represent each of the tribes of israel and he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the lord then he dug a trench around the altar the altar large enough to hold about three gallons so remember this is the time of famine <laughs> so there's no water anywhere he piled wood on the altar cut the bull into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, do the same thing again. And when they were finished, he said, now do it a third time. So they did as he said, and the water ran around the altar, even filled and even filled the trench. At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. The Bible says immediately, immediately, it's not twice. For God to show himself to the nation, he says immediately. The fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stone, and the dust. It even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell uh, face down on the ground and cried out, The Lord is God. Yes, the Lord the Lord is God. <laughs> yes, God showed himself. Yes, he, and I'm telling you, God is able to fight it for himself. Stop fighting for God. Hmm. That's a word for somebody. Verse 40, then Elijah commanded, seize all the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one escape. So the people seized them all. And Elijah took them down to the, to the Kishon Valley and killed them there. 41, then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of the of Mount Camel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, Go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a, of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, Hurry to Ahab and tell him, Climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tuck his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariots all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Wow. So God just did amazing miracles, okay, with Elijah. And I'm telling you, it would have been wonderful. But God does these miracles, okay? Not to showcase Elijah, 
but to showcase himself as God. Note that eh? every time God does a miracle, it is not to glorify the man of God. <laughs> Whenever a man of God is seeking to bring glory to himself, God will not move. And that is when men after them begin to trust in manipulation, trust in the occultic power, not necessary. Please stay with God. So what uh, what can what lessons can we take can we take from from our reading today? Surely there is a God, okay? And he answers when we pray. Uh, stick to him. Remember, notice the way Elijah said, the God before whom I stand. Who do you stand before? Who do you pray to? If you pray to the King of Kings, if you pray to this God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, if he is the one you pray to, I'm telling you, he will answer you. And when he answers you, you will see, you will see fire. Hmm. So I want us to pray today. And I want us once again to dedicate our hearts to this God because he is more than enough. Yes, he is more than enough. Let's dedicate ourselves to him again and say, Lord, I will follow you anywhere. I will follow your leading in faith. Lord, I will stick with you through thick and through thin. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I will not listen to an idol because an idol is nothing. I will not worship an idol because an idol is nothing. Lord, I will worship you in the name of Jesus. Lord, let my heart stay with you. Help me to listen to you every time in the precious name of Jesus. Father, somebody is coming to you this morning. They are declaring their love for you again. Father, Lord, draw your people closer. Draw every heart coming to you. Draw them closer to yourself in the name of Jesus. I pray for your people today. Lord, as they go, Lord, let their relationship with you be deeper and deeper in the name of Jesus. Lord, prove in their lives that you are God. Show them your greatness in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.